Okay, so let's just get into it. We are currently at three minutes of filming, and I feel like if I just talk, you won't be able to hear the dog. And if you can't hear the dog, we can just accept this as, uh, um, a, what do you call that thing? A casualty of war. Because there's nothing we can do. She's not gonna stop barking. And then we got two dogs in there, so it's probably two people working, two dogs working. It's just too much. But. Welcome back to Euphorically Spiritual. We took a break. And the reason for that is because I have moved from Chicago to Texas. I'm not really going to get into that on here on this podcast. If you really want to learn more about it, go check out my YouTube channel. Now, with that being said, Let's get into the content. Today's podcast is actually about compounded grief. This is something that I kind of wanted to talk about, but something that I want to start doing on this podcast is like weekly. This is going to be different. Weekly short or mini series. So like every week you'll get like somewhere between three to seven episodes about like something random and it's not something random because this week it's grief but next week it could be like (laughs) you know it could be anything so that's the point and another reason i say it like that is because what you can do is you can actually go and contribute (laughs) and like go to my twitter and follow me on twitter at the isaiah ml and that's again the Isaiah M is in Markel L is in Leslie and you can go check me out on Instagram Twitter and you can ask me anything and I can talk about anything but this week we're talking about compounded grief and yeah ooh, mm. but the reason that I'm going into it is because the next few episodes are gonna be on like the actual phases of grief. So, you know, we always talk about what oh, is so much barking. No treats, just barks. Um. So, like, we always talk about what are the main parts of grief, right? So we talk about anger, sadness, and. <clears throat> So let's just go through the five stages. The five stages of grief are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and eventually acceptance. Now, then not all in that order, you might accept the fact that like what you're going through is what you're going through, but you might go through anger later, and you might go through like denial later. You're like, yeah, no, it happened, and then later you're like. I just really can't, you know, like I can't believe it happened. So you go through all that. Now, the reason that this is such an interesting concept is because when do you talk about compounded grief or conflicted grief, you're really getting into the idea of like stacking your grief. Like we're playing Uno with grief. And it's a concept that not many people talk about, but throughout the pandemic, a lot of people experienced. So, I thought Euphorically Spiritual would be the platform to talk about something like that. And then I also experienced, like, 
the spiritual side of things, but also the like behavioral side of things and actually having to go talk to people and experience things like that and a counselor and a therapist and you really want to make sure that you're expanding on your knowledge of these things throughout life so then you can take it with you and share with other people and talk about those experiences so welcome back to euphorically spiritual (laughs) and we got a new microphone this is a yeti blue hold on where's the box Yeti Blue, it's really a gaming mic, but I'm not a gamer, I'm a podcaster, so, yeah, so, yeah, and, um, this is something that's really interesting, because I used to have this microphone that I just got off of Amazon, and it was really cheap, it was like $20, $30, this one was a bit more pricey, but it's really nice and i'm listening in my headphones right now and i'm just like this is so smooth and like you could even hear the dogs in the back in my headphones i don't like that but here we are so yeah We are nine minutes in and we haven't even started talking about compounded grief. The reason that we haven't is because I started talking about my microphone and got distracted. But if we get into the topic, we could actually talk about why euphorically spiritual is connected to the idea of grief. This really connects the real world and the spiritual world. So where you let's start with this. I'm talking about God. Now, if you, you know, you aren't, aren't the entire religious person, I would say you don't have to really look at it as a God. Like, you do you. If you think that it's like, you know, something else. Or maybe it's the universe. Or maybe it's no one. Maybe it's just your brain. Your conscience. Whatever you believe. That'll work. But you just have to plug it in here. I don't want you to be like, oh, he's talking about God. I don't want to listen to this. It ain't like that. It really is not. So, and the reason I say that is because in my journey of, like, experiencing grief and experiencing loss, I've actually encountered that the spiritual realm connected to the religious religious realm and, like, churches and spiritual organizations and things like that. It's actually a pretty interesting concept. And when you take away from the extreme ideology, ideologies that are connected to religion, religiosity, and government-run organized religions in America, you really have the time to actually dissect the material, which is like, I don't know, I always explain it to like our grandparents and great-grandparents and elders they all experienced this and this thing in religion while it was being shoved down their their throats essentially they got to experience the good parts and take away from the good parts and grow into it and learn what they liked and what they approved of and what they did not 
Now, the reason that I think that's so important to start is because we are a new generation. We're not going to look at religion in certain structures, how the generations before us did. But it's important that we take away the aspects that we believe are good and incorporate it into our lives. So, with that being said, when you look at, like, extended periods of unease, unhappiness, unsettlement, you have to really think about where that comes from. And for me, recently, it's been grief. It's been, you lose someone, and you go through these things. You go through anger and denial and bargaining, and you like do things until you can get to the point of acceptance but what happens when you experience multiple losses and you don't have the time to go through all those steps and move on to the next and prepare for the next and ready your mind and take a break well then you step into this bag right and this bag is called compounded grief conflicted grief now this is interesting because a lot of people talk about this but it's not talked about in a sense that like it's regularly addressed why do i feel like it's a dog outside my door so yeah now I found this article and this article actually really lines up with what I've been learning in therapy. So I was like, I like this because it sounds like what I've been hearing and it's reaffirming my beliefs. So I was like, let's talk about this in a podcast as I get into like the bag of talking about grief and the different stages of grief. So that's what this week is going to be. Now, next week. I think that I want to go into, like, telling certain stories about spirituality throughout the years to this modern point. And I think that'll be interesting. But for this week, we're going to be grief. It's different. This is different. This is going to be a different podcast than you've ever experienced. And that's because I'm smart. Not smarter than you, though. Comment down below how smart you think you are. This is not a YouTube video, but like, you know what I mean. So, compounded grief. What is it? It is and can be described as a series of losses that occur over a relatively brief period of time. Now, this is a... This is a textbook definition. Really, you can look at it as any time you experience a series of losses. <laughs> That's what the definition says. But, like, when you're experiencing a loss after a loss, a loss, and you don't have time to properly heal. Now, that could be anything, right? If you drop your ice cream cone outside, right? That's, like, 12 o'clock. And then, boom, you go get dinner, and you drop your dinner. Sometimes, you might still be mad about your ice cream cone when you're eating dinner. You're like, 
as a matter of fact, earlier today, I dropped my ice cream cone, and I'm still mad about that. I don't think that's unreasonable. And I think when you put it in a context like that, anecdotally like that, it's really easy for people to understand, right? Now, when you take it and you make it bigger than that, right? Let's say you lose someone, right? Like your grandmother. Let's say let's say we're living in a perfect world. You have a nice big family. And you lose your grandmother. And then six months after that, you lose someone else. Let's say this person let's say six months to a year. Hey, it might even be two, three, four years. But you lose someone else. So you lose your grandmother and then your great grandmother. And you're like, wow, I haven't even finished healing from one loss. So then you go on and you lose someone else. And maybe this person you aren't as connected to. But I, I just want to like reinforce the concept that grief is not, you can lose anything, right? Let's say you're in high school. And you're on the football team. And you want a disposition. You want it to be a defensive lineman. And you want it to rush in. You want it to hit the quarterback. You say, I want to be right there. Right there on the nose. But they put you right there on the uh, end. You're like, what am I going to do all the way out here? That You could experience grief from that. It's not the same type of grief. It's like a spectrum. Right, like, you're not experiencing death, but it's different. It's a, it's a type of grief that you may experience. This is all an interesting concept, but it's a spectrum. You're on a spectrum. Grief is on a spectrum. Everything is on a spectrum. Everything is on a spectrum. We are living in 2023. Everything... Everything is on the spectrum. Your grief, your loss, your love, your time, your healing. It's all on the spectrum. Where are you at in that spectrum? Figure it out. And that's going to help you analyze your grief when you need to. But the point that I was getting to is when you're losing multiple things all at once or congruently or in a consequential series of events, it can be hard. The point of grief is to heal it's to push you through and move you through these different stages and series of emotions and feelings and things so now you are really in charge of thinking like i'm grown you don't have anyone to move you through those stages right you don't have anyone holding your hand saying this is okay this is how you're supposed to feel no, as an adult, you're supposed to get out, go to work, and do your thing. But when you're experiencing multiple losses all at once, it can be difficult to heal and grow through those. So what you need to do is the best you can. <laughs> and this is why I wanted to do this podcast episode, because if you really think about it, no one goes in depth. They say, this is what you're going to go through. You're going to feel mad. You're going to be sad. You're going to be upset. You're going to beg for them to come back. And you're going to deny that it ever happened. And you're going to accept it one day. Do you ever 
accept it one day? Do you ever fully get over and go through the feelings of anger and resentment from what you experienced? Do you ever not want to bargain for them back and beg for them back? Do you ever get through to the other side of grief? Or is it fluid, right? Like I just said, everything is a spectrum. And grief is a spectrum. And right here, I feel like this. In five years, will I feel like this? And in 10 years, what would that feeling even look like? And in 15 years, will I even remember this feeling? Am I still on that spectrum if I don't remember the feeling? Grief offers things that you really have to analyze and perceive on your own. You cannot grow through without experiencing. The point of experiencing is growth. Grief generates growth. So where does that leave you? If you hurt, but you're experiencing growth, but you're angry, but you're still growing, but you're begging, but you're still growing, but you're denying, but you're still growing. What does this all feel like? Where are you in the spectrum? How does that affect you? How have you experienced that? How have I experienced that? What does that feel like me, it for me? And what does that? what could that feel like? for you who knows it may very well feel like nothing is that normal it may feel like everything everything all the feelings all at once what does that feel like what happens when you grieve everything all at once what happens when you grieve everything very slowly perceiving each and every feeling and emotion and movement and moment how does that feel how can you perceive intent how can you perceive gratitude how can you perceive graciousness and grace in class through pain what does that growth look like something that i want to talk about i want to talk about a lot of things i'm a talker mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I have basically constructed this podcast series. It's a mini series. It's nothing that's going to take you too far out of your boat, but it's something that I want you to experience. Something that we've all experienced through COVID is loss. Lots of loss. Whether it be a pet, a friend, a parent, a sandwich, whatever it may be, sometimes you just need to hear about that experience and have it validated. And that's what I'm here for. A quote. And this is from 
psychologist. <laughs> Her name is Megan Markham. She's like, compounded grief is difficult because before the person has an opportunity to find healing, another oftentimes unexpected loss arises that can make it increasingly difficult to cope. What is coping? Cope, coping, coping is defined as the thoughts and behaviors mobilized to manage internal and external stressful situations. A term that is used distinctively for conscious and involuntary mobilization of acts different from defense mechanisms that are subconscious or unconscious adaptive responses. So coping should be, it could be a strategy. What does that mean in the context of grief? Well, in the context of grief, coping is finding a way to intently handle your situation. What can make it difficult to cope? Multiple losses, different experiences, law leading to the same feeling. How can that feel? Well, some of the symptoms of compounded grief can be anything from shock to disbelief, anger, sadness, guilt, regret, anxiety, distress, yearning, helpfulness, Emotional numbness, a feeling of being overwhelmed, insomnia, loss of appetite, isolation, difficulty functioning at work, and the inability to perform everyday tasks. Think about showering, washing your face, cooking yourself breakfast, or even paying your bills. And a lot of people don't even consider this, but sometimes when you move throughout life, it's some things that you experience that you don't even know. Are you grieving? Some things are leading to feelings from the grief. Like, maybe you're not making your bed. Why are you not making your bed? Are you somebody that normally doesn't make your bed? Okay, that's fine. But are you someone that you've been making your bed since you were a kid? And now you cannot, for the life of you, make your bed. Some things are to be thought of. Now... Let me make this very clear. I am not a psychologist, psychiatrist of the world. I don't know nothing about behavioral science, medicine, nothing. I ain't even a spiritual guru. I ain't been to Bible school. None of that. My experiences bring me to want to have a conversation. I can't change that. So, come along with me for this journey. Now, a lot of people think that it's just death that can be griefful and making a griefful event. But, yeah, losing someone you knew or loved is cause for grief. But financial losses can be causes for grief. Losing your job or business, losing your pet, 
getting divorced, going through a hard breakup, a soft breakup, being diagnosed with a health condition, watching a loved one battle a serious health condition, losing your health, mobility, cognitive abilities, losing your home due to financial difficulties or natural disaster, losing your possessions, or your valuables, losing your independence, your rights, your senses of safety, experiencing changes to your lifestyle or routine. These can all be causes of grief. The experience of loss generates grief. The experience of loss generates grief. What does that mean for you? Have you lost something? Have you experienced an extreme or a subtle sense of loss? Are you able to acknowledge your grief, however extreme or subtle? The mood swings and the agitations that comes with that. Are you able to handle your emotions? And that is thoroughly based in your ability to perceive them. That's a good question to ask yourself. Now, something that a lot of people don't know is that there are some groups of people who are predisposed Y'all know what I'm saying. Y'all know that exact word. It's when, like, you're like, uh huh. Like, you, like, something causes you to be affected. Like, you are openly impacted and you have greater risk of experiencing or going through these things. Well, there are some groups that are at greater risk. This dog, Lordy. Help me. Jesus. Christ. Um, some things make you put you at a greater risk for experiencing grief and lacking the coping abilities to grow. People that have depression or anxiety or substance use and maybe they're at a higher risk for experiencing grief people who like social support people who are routinely exposed to trauma people who live in an environment where many losses are experienced at once and older people Now, like I said, I'm not a psychologist, psychiatrist, therapist, counselor, spiritual advisor. I am none of that, none of the above. But something I do understand is grief. Loss. Hurt. You don't. Always need everything all the time, all at once. Sometimes understanding is enough. When you understand, you can perceive and you can redirect and re coordinate with intent. 
That's why I'm here. To share that experience. To be that. That I didn't have. Are you ready? This will be a journey, a test of understanding, matching your wills with your wits, and leaving you with the ability to understand. Understand when it's time to ask for help, seek help. Understand when it's time to sit with yourself. And understand when it's time to perceive. Are you ready to perceive, to be you, to feel you, to be emotive, to understand your emotions, to feel accurately in your place? What does that mean for you? What does that look like for you? How can you be what you need while leaning on your higher power? What does that change look like for you? Are you interested in implementing that? What are your next steps towards happiness? What's next? Let's have... A conversation let's move differently with intent in making an impact that's our job that's what we're here for that's what I'm here for now I don't want you to get sad this isn't mushy gushy content but it's something to think about to lean on don't drift don't hide and don't waver grow Listen, be. I'm so good at the podcast shit. Euphorically spiritual with Isaiah. Follow me on Instagram at the Isaiah ML. Follow me on Twitter at the Isaiah ML. Or Snapchat Zaya2000. Or follow me on Facebook. I got a Facebook group. It's so cool. I don't even like Facebook, but it's a cool Facebook group. Just follow me and make it happen. And then we can talk. And we can have a private conversation. And we can talk about life. So, yeah. Y'all have a good one.